Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy frequently joins us, and there he is again today, the Democrat from Illinois' 8th. Hi, Congressman. Welcome back. Hey, John. How are you doing? I'm doing real well, and by that I mean welcome back. You were in Taiwan not that long ago, right? I was, yeah. I went there um, to meet with the as part of my duties on this select committee with regard to the Chinese Communist Party, uh, a bipartisan delegation, including myself and, and Chairman Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, Republican, uh, went to meet with the new president of Taiwan, president-elect of Taiwan, and it was a fascinating 24-hour visit. <laughs> Uh, and uh, fortunately, O'Hare has direct flights to Taiwan, believe it or not. So uh, w- w- was able to pull it off uh, uh, in a timely way. Why was it fascinating? What was unique about this trip? I think there are three takeaways. One is that every single conversation we had with the leadership in Taiwan involved the topic of Ukraine. They are very, very uh, keen on supporting Ukraine and making sure that we support Ukraine because they see their own um, relationship related to the Chinese Communist Party as one where, you know, Xi Jinping, the leader of the CCP, would view the West not supporting Ukraine as a sign of weakness and might be more tempted to use coercion or force against Taiwan. So that's the first takeaway. The second is that it's a vibrant uh, economy. Uh, It's one of our top 10 trading partners as a country. And it's the number two importer of corn and number three importer of soybeans from Illinois. So there are deep ties between Taiwan and and Illinois. Um, And then the third takeaway is that it's a vibrant democracy, John. Uh, They just had their elections. And despite uh, intense CCP interference, election interference or attempts to interfere, they were able to stage the elections. And, um, you know, I should mention that there's going to be about – 40 to 50 elections in different countries this year, including, of course, our own. And so this was a prelude to potentially what's going to happen later later in the year. Yeah, I've read a little bit about that. This is a big year on Earth for elections, including in Russia, including in the United States. Um, In fact, uh, Ukraine's elections seem to be, I don't want to say fluid, but uh, Zelensky wanted to delay or postpone the election, right? Right, right. And I think that that some people feel that there should not be a postponement because um, that is the essence of what they're fighting for. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and so they don't want the Russians to basically get what they intend, which is some kind of disruption of their democracy. Well, what do you think? As goes Ukraine, so goes Taiwan. Is there a correlation there, Congressman? I do think there's a correlation. Um, The Chinese... Communist Party is is watching every move in Ukraine very carefully. And I think they were surprised by the resolve with which the West came to Ukraine's aid and the sanctions and the other uh, actions taken toward Russia when it invaded. The CCP um, has, I think, uh, taken away the lesson that, you know, potentially invading Taiwan or using force uh, would invite similar, if not worse, consequences, and therefore uh, is perhaps chastened about you know doing the same thing. 
Now, if we don't come to Ukraine's aid and they somehow uh, don't prevail, I think the opposite message gets sent to the CCP. And we can't afford for that to happen. What's the status of aid to Ukraine? I mean, because everything seems to be tied up with uh, Israel and and the southern border and the budget. What, what, where are we regarding those things? So the Senate passed on a big bipartisan vote, 70 votes, which by Senate standards is a lot. This aid package for Ukraine, Israel, the Indo-Pacific, as well as humanitarian aid for Gaza, okay? And Mike Johnson, the speaker, does not want to bring it to the floor because uh, apparently members of the Freedom Caucus don't want him to bring it to the floor, and they're basically threatening that if he does, he, he, his own speakership would be in jeopardy. Even though, even though, John, the vast majority, in my opinion, of members of Congress would vote in favor of it. And that therein lies the, the problem, which is that I think, you know, respectfully, Speaker Johnson has to put the country and the world at this point in front of any one person's um, interests, and um, he should bring it to a vote. I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with that. I mean, that's not breaking news. So then where are we now? Because he hasn't done that. So no aid has gone to um, Ukraine. And in fact, we don't have a border bill, even though the uh, both sides did hammer out what was regarded as maybe the most conservative or comprehensive border bill in decades. Um, so that's right. So, so what what's next, Congressman? Okay, so I'll take the Ukraine bill or the aid package first. There's a potential discharge petition, which is a, um, a right. fancy maneuver within the House to uh, basically have a bill come up for a vote if enough people sign on to the petition. So in this case, you need 218 people to sign on, and that means a combination of Democrats and Republicans. The vast majority of Democrats would sign on, and so we need – some Republicans to, to sign on as well. And that's where, you know, some of the elbow twisting is happening right now. I'm talking to my friends and colleagues on the other side and saying, look, sign this thing. Let's get this bill to the floor. Let's vote on it. Um, and I'm still, I'm still hopeful there. With regard to the Southern border bill, man, they had a great bill that has been agreed to in the Senate. Senator James Langford, a Republican from Oklahoma, deserves a lot of credit, along with Senate uh, Democrats and Republicans in the White House for hammering it out. Donald Trump then told the Speaker, again, Speaker Mike Johnson, do not bring up this bill. Do not vote on it. He said the same thing to his Republican colleagues in the Senate. And uh, the reason being that he does not want to, quote unquote, give a win to Joe Biden. I think that's completely crazy. We have to fix the southern border. It's broken. I was really disappointed that Lankford himself did not vote for that when he read the wins, didn't he? It's it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. The the system is broken. We got to fix it, and we got to do it the sooner the better. I got two other things for you. Uh, that colleague of yours on the Republican side, the Republican Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin, a young man seen as a rising star in Congress, and particularly on the other side of the aisle, announced that he's not going to run for re-election. He can't do it anymore. That is, he doesn't like the tone of his own caucus, and so he's not going to. If I read the story correctly, he's not. He's not running for re-election, is he? 
That's right. He's he's retiring. He's my classmate coming into Congress. He's a, he's a, a close partner of mine in in um, on the China Committee or the Select Committee on the CCP. Basically, the long and the short is he decided not to impeach, vote to impeach uh, uh, Mayorkas, the secretary um, who uh, came under fire for what's happening on the border. Once he decided not to impeach him, that's when uh, he came under intense fire and criticism. Unfair, uh, but that's what happened. Well, I appreciate that uh, you went all the way over to Taiwan and back, particularly considering our considerable ag interest over there. There's some other stories I wanted to talk to you about, but now I'm out of time. Uh, You know that today is WGN Tom Skilling's last day on the air. Tom Skilling is a treasure. He's a national treasure, John. You know that. In fact, Tom Skilling has done uh, climate town halls for me, climate change town halls with my constituents, uh, which is a big draw, by the way, in my district when we advertise for it. (laughs) And... uh, that's he, cheating. You know, you, you, if, you, if you're a congressman, you want to get everybody to show up your meeting and go, Tom Skilling's going to be here, and all of a sudden you look like a star. Exactly. Chicago and Schaumburg's very own Tom Skilling. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, look, I grew up with him, John. I mean, like a lot of your listeners, I grew up with him in Peoria. Um, We've listened to him. Yeah, I mean, me too. he's an institution, and he represents the very finest of uh, <clears throat> of. Uh, uh, journalism. Well, Congressman, I know you don't know this, but we've been doing a skilling off today where we ask people to do their best Tom Skilling impersonation. Would you <laughs> care to do a, a, a three-second forecast for us as Tom Skilling? The forecast in Congress is stormy uh, with a chance of sun maybe towards the end of the week. Stay well, Congressman. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thank you so much.